listening to Over the Oxa podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. This is going to be the first part of two, two podcasts about focus. So this one's all about the type of focus that we prefer to do. We'll have some preferences and why it's important as equestrians that we are aware of our points of focus and how we focus and what we're doing inside our head. And then the next podcast will be about refocusing once you've lost focus, how to focus a little bit more, how to prevent yourself being drawn into distractions. So let's have a little think about what focus is. Obviously, for equestrians, this is key because you're responding to the cues from your horse, you're responding to the cues from the environment, and you're also thinking about yourself as a rider. Where is your position at the moment? How are you sitting? What are you looking at? What are you not looking at? So it's a really great way of thinking about our concentration level, concentrating on what's important and controllable and defocusing the rest. So what marks out someone who is superb in terms of maintaining their focus while riding is to pay attention, obviously, to the cues that are only performance related. Anything that is not to do with riding, then that's defocused on. And knowing that you can defocus on things that draw your attention, then that's really important to know that we're not simply bobbing around like a cork on the ocean, drawn into all kinds of distractions and disturbances. The good news as well is that focus can be learnt, relearned, and enhanced. And so let's have a think about where your focus is, where your preference is for your focusing. Focusing can be external or it can be internal. For example, if you're someone who likes to be inside your own head, you're in your own little world more of the time, then it's good to do that because you might have something like a floor plan, let's say, in your head for each ride. And you know exactly where you are in the arena or exactly where you want to be on a hack. And you know what you want to do from moment to moment. You've got this kind of choreography going on inside your head. You're going to start to trot at this point. You're going to come back to walk. You're going to do a circle and so on. So when you're inside your head, that's quite good. It's a superb style of focus. But if you're only inside your head, you might miss something important in the outside world. So people who focus on the outside, again, that's great. But are you focusing too much or too little on things outside of the arena or things on a hack like cows peacefully munching on grass. And so we have this delicate balance as equestrians. We really have to think about 
having that internal focus, what we're doing, where we are in terms of our proprioception, how much pressure we're applying with our aids. We need to know something about the environment in that if you're jumping or you're going around obstacles, you need to be aware of that and aware of where the next obstacle is. And so ideally, it would be great if we could have more internal focus So we're thinking about the cues from the horse and we're responding naturally to those cues and we've got some external focus as well. So besides being external or internal, your natural focus can also be broad or narrow. And again, there's that perfect balance somewhere in between where you achieve that focus between being very broad and very narrowed. If your focus is too narrow and you're only concentrating on one small aspect of your riding, let's say you're really, really concentrating on the position of your hands or whether your heels are in the correct place, then other things may start to misalign. You might miss things. Maybe the rhythm of the ride has gone. Maybe even the tempo has gone. You've, you know, your horse has slowed right down because you, you're not really riding. You're only thinking about this one particular body part. Now, if you go the opposite end and your focus is too broad, then you're thinking about, let's say, everything in your environment, people walking by, you're reacting to various noises, whether that's dogs or horses or children. You're thinking about sheep three fields away. You know, you, you're really, really aware of everything around you. Then you're not thinking enough about yourself as a rider. So we need that flexibility in our focus. We need to have that internal and external focus and that flexibility to come back to what we're doing, that ability to refocus all the time. So rather than refocusing on the outside, then we're coming back to assess our riding and then we're not focusing too much on the ride because we need to focus on the outside as well. So it's this constant shifting and refocusing to make our horse's way of going even better. So now I want to mix it up a little bit. I want to think about internal and external and also narrow and broad. So if we think first of all about someone who has an internal focus and that focus is quite narrow. Considering then where that could be an advantage, let's think of a couple of examples. It could be that you're wanting to think about getting into the zone or you were perfecting a specific skill so long as it wasn't too internal and too narrow. If you think about internal, so you're nicely inside your head, but you have a broad focus, then that might be good for evaluating your overall performance, you as a rider overall, you and your horse in partnership overall. 
Obviously, if it gets too broad, then again, we're starting to lose focus of other things that are important. If you think about external and narrow, then that would be good if you're assessing, let's say, the horse or a specific aspect of your horse's movement. For example, are they using their hind really well? That would be good, but we don't want it too narrow because then we're just absolutely compulsing about one small aspect of their movement and everything else is unravelling. External and broad might be good, for example, if you're out on a hat and you're just aware of what's happening around you. Although again, we want to know what's happening with the horse and the feedback that you're giving one another. So have a little think about these questions. Imagine yourself riding. And this could be any type of ride, and it may be different for the different types of riding that you do. Where is your attention? Think about it now. Can you kind of drop down into your body? Imagine yourself there, you're riding now. What are you focusing on? Horses' ears? Cats jumping in and out of the arena, maybe that's mine. Are you thinking about what your position's like, the rhythm, the straightness? Where's your attention? Here's another question for you. Where's your attention when you lead your horse? Where's your attention when you're warming your horse up? Does your attention change? Where's your attention when you're doing flat work or dressage? And where's your attention if you're doing some show jumping or cross country or hacking or some other type of riding? Just have a little think about, is it different? Why is it different? Does it work better because it's different? Where's your attention when you have a lesson? How is that different from riding on your own? Here's a big one. Where's your attention if someone is watching you? Thinking about attention and gradually having that awareness of where your attention is you will know where you would like your attention to be and the split between internal, external, narrow and broad. And so being able to, first of all, be aware and then start to change it and it'll feel quite mechanical because it'll be like when you started to learn to ride when, let's say, the first time you ever trotted and it was quite bumpy to rise to the trot and when you got it you got it and you could do it smoothly and you were thinking about it and concentrating and keeping in time but then someone would say something like look up or look round put your heels down shorten your reins and all of a sudden you would lose focus on going up and down up and down and it's a bit like that with the focus for riding as well So you'll 
think about where you want your focus to be and you may place it there, but maybe it drifts away. Maybe it starts to go back to the old way of focusing and that's okay. Firstly, the awareness comes, then having a go and dropping out of the perfect scenario and then going back into it until that becomes a habit and then you can do it more and more unconsciously until it just becomes how you ride. On the next podcast, I'll be talking about how to regain focus once you've lost it and also how to ignore those things that usually take your attention. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Thanks ever so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you again very soon.